Welcome to the Software People Stories. I'm Shiv. I'm Chitra. And I'm Gaiti. We bring you interesting untold stories of people associated with the creation or consumption of software-based solutions. You'll hear stories of what worked and sometimes what didn't. You will also hear very personal experiences and insights that would trigger your thoughts and inspire you to do even greater things. In the first part of this episode, I am in conversation with Mohan Ram, a senior professional from the IT industry who has played various roles, right from developing networking software to business line management, and who is also my colleague at PM Power Consulting as a coach. In this first part, Mohan shares his growing years in a conservative family in Tanjore, how his life was comfortable, not luxurious, and how the culture. and the family values stayed with him and influenced his life how he's getting into it was more of a chance but the challenges of applying logical thinking and solving problems for others and the satisfaction he got out of seeing his solutions being used by others let him stay on and continue in it he's moving from systems engineering and networking to There are other domains that are using technologies, even in the commercial applications. His uh, opportunity to be mentored and coached by very good managers as a core aspect of how he was able to develop his career, and also the rub off that he had on his own styles of working. He discovered his strength of going beyond just technology and connecting with customers. that was identified by one of his mentors as a strength and uh, his feeling thankful about being at the right place at the right time to get always challenging opportunities his uh, interest in ancient wisdom yoga vedanta music etc all help him find and keep a balance in life the support and the concern that he received from friends and family when he was looking at doing some work in it which was not the tradition the uh, profession that most others took in the family the importance of having and being a good mentor and uh, learning to look at the forest and not get lost among the trees as an advice that he got which helped him leverage his strength of paying attention to detail switching to project and program management roles and he stresses the need for everyone to understand the nuances of project management hi mohan welcome to the software people stories hello shivguru how are you doing yeah good actually i was quite uh, in curious i would say when we reconnected after so many years you know, a short while ago and then when you described you know, yeah. what all you have been doing in the meanwhile i felt that this is definitely a story that uh, our listeners would love to hear so we will start with a self introduction you can talk about your origin story you know how you got into it and then probably your na career trajectory the various things that you've done and we'll take it from there sure sure yes it was indeed nice uh, connecting with you shivaguru always you know back uh, you know by trace back to our days in tata unisys uh, and you know if you know last 
30 odd years. Uh, it's been a long time and it was, a, you know, very good, nice connecting up with you. So, <clears throat> uh, so if I self-introduction, always a difficult one, but let me start. I mean, I, I, um, I grew up uh, in, a, in a fairly conservative uh, middle class family. We hail from Panjau district, actually, and uh, a lot of uh, family, uh, you know, we've been as a family together for a very long time, family, extended family. So I grew up in that kind of an environment, uh, you know, thanks to my grandfather, uh, who basically uh, instituted a lot of this family culture. So I was brought up in that kind of a culture. Um, and I had a fairly conservative upbringing, you know, very, uh, life was comfortable, uh, not necessarily luxurious, but uh, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was with a lot of people together. So I think that also brought in a sense of belongingness, uh, which we carry even to this day. Uh, there's a very strong family bondage and connect. Uh, and that teaches you a lot of things in life. Uh, I can, I can certainly relate a lot of my uh, professional and other uh, aspects of life uh, to my, you know, to that family and family culture in which I was actually brought up. Uh, if you really look at my family, uh, you know, I actually, I, I'm sort of the odd man out. I would have been a, I don't know, maybe a chartered accountant or a, or a lawyer or, a, you know, or a, maybe a government, government servant, because this is what essentially, you know, people were in my family. And we pretty much followed um, or followed suit actually, uh, but then uh, you know I somehow had an affinity, uh, which I realized very late, and I got into uh, IT and computer science. I would say in hindsight by chance. Uh, so, um, but then once I got into it, I I did uh, it, I realized that I had a certain flair for it. Initially, in terms of understanding, you know what really attracted to me to this was uh, in terms of. Uh, uh, the 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 space it had for logical thinking and ability to correlate certain things and then put it to action uh, that was uh, something that was that initially excited me as I sort of uh, slowly built my career in the industry uh, the thing that really most excited me excited me the most was uh, uh, the software that we used to write uh, and those days we used to just write software not necessarily thinking about whether it was good quality software or otherwise. Uh, but then when you actually put it to use, uh, even when, actually when you tested it, you know the, the fact that it actually went and solved certain problems uh, was very, very exciting. And that, you know, that was really uh, most gratifying for me. And it was like uh, something that I really got hooked on. Um, so in my initial days of my career, this is what really kept me uh, excited in this area. Also, the aspect of working with clients, uh, understanding some of their problems and relating to it, and then trying to solve their problem through whatever we were doing as part of uh, application development was uh, very interesting. Uh, slowly, my sort of <clears throat> life uh, gravitated to more, uh, you know, systems engineering networks, uh, and you know, and then you know, and slowly, you know, looked at the, some of those technology areas and we actually found that there was a lot of relevance uh, for those technologies, even in the commercial world, uh, as an example, banking and finance. So some of the compute technologies that were typically used for defense, or uh, uh, for example, uh, very specialized uh, applications like weather forecasting, 
actually found place in uh, in commercial usage as well in the area of say banking and banking and uh, finance uh, telecommunications etc uh, so it was it was actually you know i don't know by, by chance i happened to be come to the industry at the right time at the right place and a lot of things uh, fell in place i i did did my, do my fair share of mistakes and blunders but eventually i think things worked out subsequently along the line you know when i i changed a few jobs on the way and then had the benefit of some very good managers who mentored me coached me and uh, one of the important things that i realized was uh, it took a it took a good manager to sort of show me the mirror and say i think you should also look beyond technology because you seem to have some flair for understanding clients pain points and then you know you're able to sort of and if you can basically link this together i think the, the techno business aspect of uh, of 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 professional life i think was he he in fact he sort of seeded the idea initially to me that this could be a big differentiator something that uh, i picked up uh, more out of curiosity i did make the transition with his help with my manager's help the transition was not easy uh, but thankfully i had him to sort of mentor me all through the all through that course if i really look back at my career in summary and substance it basically started with a, a kid getting excited with some technical stuff here and there and and then ability to solve some specific problems and you know going wide eyed uh, when when some of those problems uh, got resolved right in front of your eyes to trying reach out with to customers and understand some of their pain points and you know bring it back to see how it could be solutioned uh, to managing people and uh, you know when you manage a workforce uh, which is very diverse both in terms of uh, geography as well as culture uh, it, it's a very humbling experience you learn a lot of things on the way and uh, it actually teaches you many many aspects of life and opens up uh, vistas which you probably never thought about and then when you go and manage a business which is like a typical pnl uh, you know i feel that i've been fortunate blessed uh, to be at the right time at the right place had the benefit of a lot of people who helped me along the way and uh, i did of course as i mentioned earlier you know did my fair share of mistakes but uh, hopefully i didn't repeat the same mistake uh, again and uh, made new ones and learned a lot of things along the way and eventually i think things worked out uh, so that's been my sort of uh, professional it industry journey i also have a lot of interests outside of my professional sphere especially in terms of uh, ancient wisdom vedanta yoga music writing etc so you know i'm at that uh, phase of my life where i think balance is very important and i'm looking forward to achieving that balance and hopefully actually you know in the in the process achieve a lot more than what i have done in a, in a, with a singular focus uh, all through my professional life so this is sort of my next phase of my life and i'm looking forward to you know make use making use of that balance and uh, create something which is uh, uh, more satisfying for the next phase of my life which hopefully is the next 25 years so that's uh, sort of the long and short of my story in the it industry and uh, how it all started yeah wonderful and of course my curiosity has been prompting me to ask a lot of questions let me try to see if i can start Please. from where you had started so when you said that you came from a family and the background where you might have probably got into a government job or a public service 
uh, when you wanted to do something different something that was probably still emerging at that time or probably not so widely adopted or not used by people so what was the kind of uh, either support or probably some questions that you had from maybe your cousins or friends or family uh it's a very good point actually in fact i can still vividly remember an incident that happened and it was it was i i think the right way to put it is it was more like a trigger so it was not much of uh, you know i go and see uh, you know someone advising me or providing me some guidance from the family or something like that no i think uh, you know the family was in general supportive of it it's just that you know we were going in a particular direction and everyone sort of sort of went along the tide but in my case what happened was i came across uh, a fairly experienced and highly talented technical geek by name uli uh, he was actually a german national and he was based out of uh, uh, a place called oroville in pondicherry and uh, he was very closely associated with a gentleman by name you know which was associated with a company called orolec at that point in time which was uh, creating lot of uh, uh, i mean orolock as a company was a small footprint company but they were but they had a very they were a niche player but they were, they were pretty well known especially in the networking space apples to apples you know their hardware to hardware was equated to any other hardware but then i think their differentiation was in terms of they were one of the earliest to look at uh, campus networking metropolitan networks and things like that and all these were sort of emerging technologies at this point in time and uli was uh, a hardcore uh, computer science geek and he was very closely associated with this and and as part of my masters project i actually had the opportunity of working with uli to create some some really uh, in, in, you know cool stuff when it came to network operating system uh, that is how my curiosity in software actually got triggered so it was actually a trigger as opposed to some doing something by design or someone sort of advising me to say that this is good for you so what into try it right it was just a hap chance uh, meeting with uli and then he said this is what he is doing and i was very attracted to him because the way he was living his life versus what he was doing on the technology side they were like they were like juxtaposed right i mean they were diametrically opposite to each other and um, a man who would actually possibly be sitting on the tree for hours together just daydreaming to come down and start writing a piece of code which was actually not not many people understood uh, to me was actually exciting enough to sort of build a relationship with him so i think he was in my way you know if if i really think back he, he was instrumental in triggering that uh, curiosity in me and that that i think was uh, what really got me hooked to software yeah uh if i remember right orlek also made these hardware right the card cards and networking uh, equipment yes they had that uh, slot you know the, the yeah. network card actually yes. so yeah. they were the oems for that yes okay so were you working on uh, embedded kind of software or were you developing applications around that? In, initially it was basically some utilities uh, so uli was actually responsible for doing a lot of work on the network operate i mean it's basically the firmware that was actually going you know driving that card my job was basically to create some utilities uh, but that was for a very short while actually when i joined uh, tata unisys uh, where you were of course my senior and someone i really looked upon in my early days of career 
that was more like applications, right? So, you know, we used to, you know, typically learn software uh, with an intent to go and implement it. So uh, the learning was very limited to what was basically required for the job. I mean, for example, you learned some very basics about operating systems, but I never really went deep into it. You learned a 4GL. Uh, if you remember those days back in the day, we used to have a 4GL called Mapper. And uh, so we picked it up. Uh, one of our biggest clients, uh, Bank of America, is a, is a fairly big install base of Mapper. And, you know, we found place in that. And that's how, you know, so you learned certain things which were very specific uh, business driven required for the project. You picked it up, you went and implemented it. So, so my transition from learning some of the basics to creating applications was very quick. You just, you know, it jumped. And then, of course, later I actually came back to, you know, systems and networks and things like that, because that was even more challenging. So I, I did a little bit of a loop, actually, you know, it started with systems, went into applications, came back to systems. And then uh, I, you know, I did remain with systems and oper operating systems and networking for a very long time, almost for about 12 years plus, um, because that was essential to create uh, software products. And, uh, and then, of course, you know, later on, when, when, we did, when the managed services era picked up post Y2K. Uh, <clears throat> once Y2K was over, you know, for a lot of uh, Indian services companies, as well as for global systems integrators, you know, that, that period was over. They needed to create something new and outsourcing and managed services became the in thing. So that uh, had to do a, a lot with, uh, you know, facing customers, looking at uh, programs, projects, and uh, delivering solutions to them sometimes uh, not based on your own software products, but also look at heterogeneous mix of software products and uh, providing clients a sort of a single window experience uh, and bringing it all together. So, uh, so, so after about you know those twelve years of systems and network engineering, the next uh, ten years were almost in the application space delivering solutions to customers, managing their expectations and growing the install base. Yeah, that is nice. You also mentioned that uh, you had moved across organizations, across roles, and you said from systems, application systems and all that. Uh, whenever there was this kind of a change or a movement, what were the triggers? Was that something that you were looking for specifically or something that you uh, just found and then just thought you would try that? Very good question. Actually, two things. The first trigger was actually boredom. I mean, I was a little bored of, uh, you know, the same things that you do. Uh, I found that whatever I was doing in the application space was not deep enough. And it was sort of getting into a bit of a monotony. And I wanted to really understand uh, how operating systems work. You know, how do we go one layer below? And if you look at the OSI stack, you know, how do you sort of explore the various levels? And, uh, you know, and which is your sweet spot? How does it relate uh, to creation of products and things like that? Which is where I actually, when I was working in applications uh, in, uh, you know, uh, I, out of sheer boredom and monotony, uh, I took a call to get down to uh, systems side, which is where I joined this organization called uh, CDAC, Center for Development of Advanced Computing. Um, I didn't think at that point in time whether it would work out or not. Uh, I think the main driver was in terms of uh, 
can I can I explore something which was more technically challenging for me? That was the key driver, and and sort of the event before for the driver or the trigger to that driver was basically a, set, a certain sense of monotony that had actually set in. So that was one example. The other example that the reason why I actually moved out of CDAC and, uh, and joined HP Hewlett Packard at that point in time was basically an opportunity. Uh, so someone from the HP R&D and labs, they had met me and said that some of the work that I was doing in CDAC could actually see much more broad-based uh, you know, relevance in the in in the you know because i think in some sense i that, that person made me realize that where i was working was you know technically very interesting and challenging which was okay but in some sense it was also limiting because uh, the avenues were somewhat uh, restricted and here there was an opportunity to so broad base those avenues so if i really look at my life uh, two important switches that i made were the first one primarily was out of coming out of monotony. The second was basically someone who had actually helped me see the opportunity of a bigger, uh, helped me see a bigger opportunity. Those were the two major triggers. Yeah. You also mentioned the role of uh, some managers. And in terms of your own roles, from being a technical, possibly individual contributor initially, yeah. to handling PNL. So how was your own approach to both understanding and delivering what is expected of the role? And when you became a manager, what was the influence that your earlier managers had on your managerial style? Very good. Very good. Uh, uh, because, you know, I think Shivguru, one of the, you are really touching, you know, some of the key aspects of my career, which... Um, which are vivid in my mind, and uh, both uh, in a, in a sense that uh, I where I faced maximum problems, and also where it was gratifying because eventually things worked out. So uh, you know, I couldn't ask for, I couldn't have asked for a, a, a better set of questions uh, coming actually. So the first one was uh, a very interesting uh, aspect of life where. I some you know my manager actually came and told me whether I was willing to look at uh, getting into a managerial career without really compromising my uh, linkage. When I say linkage, uh, fairly serious day-to-day -day tactical linkage with technology, and he says that you know techno business role actually could be very interesting. And um, one of the important things that he narrated to me is that. Uh, I think a manager and a mentor, uh, and he showed me the way, needs to understand the mentee well. And I think the best way to grab the mentee's attention is to be honest and say something about the mentee the way the mentor sees it, right? Now, whether the mentee agrees or not, it's a different story. I don't think you even get into a debate on that. If there is a disagreement, so it is. But in most cases, what the mentee will normally pick up is the honesty of purpose. And the fact that it has been, there has been a very sincere attempt to observe you and consider certain options which are genuinely uh, well-meaning for you, right? That is what really hooks you on to a mentor. In my case, I still remember one of the things that my manager told me uh, as part of my coaching 
uh, uh, you know, exercise with him, he says that you seem to be very detail oriented, but you should, you know, Mohan, you should learn to look at the forest and not just the trees. Now, this is something he told me about uh, 25 years ago, but I still remember it to this date. What he, what he meant and what I understood from what he said was that if I have a certain flair for being detail-oriented and getting down to brass tacks, not necessarily I should let it go, but that should not come in the way of me looking at, at the broader picture. Because if I don't have the broader view, then there is no point in, you know, um, digging yourself a hole, however deep it may be, because then, you know, you just keep going down and you can't really come up in life. That was one of the key messages he gave. And he gave me through this uh, analogy. He says, you know, learn to look at the forest, not just the trees. Uh, and that helped me make the switch uh, to a project slash program management role. And this is my sort of belief, irrespective of whether a person chooses to remain in a technology space or whether he gets into a managerial space. In my view, everyone should understand nuances of project management. Because if you because the nuances of project management teaches you how to you know systematically go about things, how to mold your thought process in a way that that lends itself for execution. Because there's no point in ideating, right? I mean, if you can't execute it, then you know ideation is just about ideation, right? So I think for these two aspects, I think everyone, irrespective of their roles and responsibilities, should understand nuances of project management. If they can go through a structured course on project management, it's even better. Now, whether they are going to do a full-time project management program management role, that's their call. But they need to understand the essence and the nuances of it in my way, which I, which I think is very, very important. And I would highly encourage people irrespective of their trade to understand project management in its most pristine form because it helps them in so many ways. That is what happened to me uh, as part of uh, this mentoring and coaching initiatives. And I was able to sort of make that transition. It was a little difficult for me from an individual contributor techie role to a project management role. It was a little, uh, it took a little bit of time However, there was method to this madness and uh, a lot of uh, mentorship support. And something that I took, it, I took it away as a personal belief is that I think everyone, I think it's worthwhile for everyone to really understand what project management is and have an appreciation about it. Yeah, I don't know whether uh, the next question is related to project management. But uh, when I look at uh, what you mentioned as something that you like that is interacting with customers and understanding their problems and so on. Uh, when you hear an expectation, either as a requirement or as a challenge that they are facing, and then come up with an approach or a solution to address that, and then you have, let's say, a project plan to realize that. So there is a level of abstraction that you need to be comfortable with as well as attention to detail. Since you also mentioned that uh, your manager pointed out that you are a person at, with a lot of attention to detail, how comfortable was it working in ambiguity? 
I asked him about how he was able to work in zones of abstraction and ambiguity while interacting with customers, understanding their requirements, and so on. And his strength of paying attention to detail to work out the specifications, the detailed project plan to execute, and how he's able to balance those. The answer to that question and a lot more in part two of the conversation. Don't miss that. We thank Siddharth for the music and Anita for promoting the software people's stories. If you like this episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcast client and spread the word in your network. If you'd like to share your story, contact us at podcasts at pm-powerconsulting.com.